Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, it's Marthea, the MSW coach, and I am back again for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. I am super excited today because I have an alum of my six-week career coaching program called Micro to Macro, and she is here to give us like all of the um, give us a bird's eye view of her experience before joining Micro to Macro, her experience inside of the accelerator and where she is now in her career journey after being in the program. Hey, Crystal, how are you doing? Thank you um, for being here. Oh, man, thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited to speak about my experience um, and working with you was just wonderful. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you, Crystal. If you wouldn't mind like taking just a few moments to introduce yourself to my listeners, because I know they are going to be over the moon to hear about um, hear about your experience and what you do now after being in the program. But tell them a little bit about yourself. Yes. So I am passionate about workforce development and human resources. I have been in the human resources field for um, about 10 years now. And so having worked at different in the educational sector and in post-research universities, working at nonprofits, working in the financial sector, and having just several different roles to build out my manager managerial experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like one of the main questions I usually get a lot from people once they are inside of the career accelerators, like, I told my friends, I told my family about your program and they want to know, do you help people who are not social workers? And I usually always say like, uh, no, I don't. But um, like full transparency, Crystal and I worked together many moons ago, but Crystal's work is very centered around change making work. Right. And so she's going to talk more about what that looks like in her career. So um, her being inside of the accelerator was very intentional because it's still her work is still mission driven, heavily mission driven, but it centers around her area of expertise. So this is just like another example of what I always say, like you can blend what you love or your degree with change making work. And so um, Crystal is a change maker and she is breaking down doors in her industry and setting. And I love it because again, I am on a mission to help change makers get into every industry and setting because we need people who are dedicated to making macro level change. So I just wanted to say that to give you another perspective like, you can blend your past career life with macro social work 
roles and jobs, right? Because a large percentage of social workers based on the, the research literature that is out there are considered to be what we call in workforce development career changers, meaning you have a degree in something other than social work, you have a whole other career life before going to get your MSW degree. So I just wanted to say that a little bit um, up front. So Crystal, let's talk about what your career life looked like before joining micro to macro. Um, oh, like really paint the picture and tell us like, how would you describe your, your work um, and the positions that you held before joining the Career Accelerator Program? Yes, I, I definitely would be happy to. So when I think back and, you know, I'm going to try to condense like my, my 10 year history just to, get, to paint the picture. But, you know, I got my degree in human resource and, and financial management. And I started out being in um, being an HR generalist where doing different work like payroll coordinating, employee relations, building that, you know, camaraderie among the team, all of that um, that goes with the compliance all that good stuff. And so um, I then, after doing that for a few years in the beginning, I wound up in workforce development, still, you know, as in a human resources individual. But that's when I got more connected to the community that I wanted to serve and just saying, oh, okay, helping them develop their own career path, helping connect them to helping all people, regardless of their, their socioeconomic status, helping them connect to jobs that they're really passionate about and really actually starting a career. And so that's when I was like, oh man, this is kind of, you know, this is this is what I like. This is where I, where I really felt the passion. And then um, after that, you know, relocated and I went back into human resources, which I still enjoyed. But when I think about what was happening, I was getting different work, you know, support roles, administrative roles, you know, bringing in that some of the consulting roles within human resources, but kind of really missing that like, wow, am I helping the community? Am I helping people align their strengths and their talents with with careers that can actually take them to a place where they can be economically prospect, um, prosperous, you know, prosperous? You know, and so when I realized like, man, like I missed that work. And then, you know, I, I saw that, you know, the advertisement to, you know, from micro to macro and I realized, oh, okay, maybe there's something here. Um, and, and I really, I really want to highlight how not understanding what macro social work, because that was my concern, like, oh my gosh, and like, am I like, I can't do this. I can't go back and get an MSW. Like, I don't have time to do that, but I really want to want to make change. So that was what led me to the program. Yeah. So I love that. And I've never heard that term before. And I had to just Google it. As you know, mm -hmm. I love a good search. Economic <laughs> prosperity. Mm -hmm. I love that. So, um, Let's talk about what, because I'm assuming, so again, just a little context for those mm -hmm. who are listening. Crystal and I used to work on the front lines in the Workforce Development Center, the board that I always refer to on my podcast episodes where I started out doing career counseling work 
But Crystal was on the executive leadership side of the work where she would go out in the communities and Crystal, you can correct me where I'm wrong, but she would go out in the communities and engage in um, relationship building um, conversations with employers to create an employer pipeline for me to be able to help my career seekers like secure job opportunities with whatever openings they had available. Um, and so in that position, I'm sure like you saw the need for more opportunities to be made available to really help the people that you serve, again, achieve that economic prosperity that you're talking about. So can you talk about like once you transitioned out of that role and you had a desire to like continue that change making work that you were doing in the community um what was challenging for you in order like what was what some of the challenges you faced in order to find those change making like work or job opportunities um once you were out there i think um, one of the things doing it, not understanding how I could use my background to, to find that work, um, in the sense, not really feeling like you're as qualified to do it because you do think that you need to, to have a certain credential within the social work realm to do that. Not understanding, um, one, not, not really knowing how to search for that. <laughs> it's not as, um, it's not as easy as just looking at a job title and saying, hey, you know, this is this is what I want to do, but really honing it in. And then also kind of being in, in a comfort zone too. just I know that I'm human resources. I have my degree in human resources, not allowing myself to be multifaceted and understanding that both of them are very helpful, um, having the, the background that I am that I was in or still am in serves people. Um, my experiences serve people, um, being aware of that. that. So some of those things were challenges in helping me find and identify what I really wanted to do. I love that. I loved how you talked about the need of feeling like you initially maybe needed another degree or credential in order to find a, a career opportunity or job that blended what you were interested in. And I'm really intrigued by that because I just learned um, the other week, I was doing a site visit for my macro job um, in St. Paul and I was talking to a workforce development um, executive leader and she was talking about credential inflation. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote that term down because how she described it was the fact that you will typically find people in positions where um, they're overqualified. And how I, how I usually describe this before I even was familiar with this term was social workers are typically in entry-level case management frontline roles for jobs that are designed for social service like professionals or individuals, meaning they don't, you don't necessarily need a degree or any special training to be in these roles, right? But you will find a lot of MSW degree social workers in those positions. So when I heard her last week talking about credential inflation, it's like that is what social workers experience, right? They, they have tons of credentials, like certifications, what I always say, 
social workers love a certification. Like they'll have a ton of them, right? And um, and it's only because there's not enough information out there about what are the career opportunities out there. How can you be like you said, multifaceted and use the degree that you have to get where you need to be without like taking on the expense of getting another one. So I just wanted to talk about that because you you really brought that to light. And so um, you don't need another degree or a certification to get where you want to be in your career. And that's for the people listening. Um, Crystal, how did you learn about well, you, you kind of touched on this, but if you could, like, how did you learn about the career coaching services once I launched the Accelerator? Um, what were your thoughts or around the program? Like, did you have any questions initially? What information basically helped you decide to, I'm going to sign up for micro mm -hmm. to macro, and this is what I need to do? <laughs> um, so what what I initially thought when I saw the program. So I found you, I think you were advertising on LinkedIn. And so when I saw that, I reached out and uh, and to, to get more information and just to, to reach out to you because it was something that I was really interested in. Um, one, I think it was really being curious because you, you advertise that change maker and that makes sense. Like how do you move and address systemic issues in a community on a large scale? And that made more sense. I mean, understanding that is, you know, a part of what mac macro social work is, but not really making that when we hear the term social work, uh, we automatically have this certain image in our mind of what that means. And so being able to say, oh, well, I'm a change maker. Like I, you know, I want to, to really help and transform communities. So how do I do this with what I have. And so that part and like, what are the steps to take? And then knowing, um, knowing you and your work ethic and your background and, and how, you, how, you know, researched you are, um, it was just like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity because you are also just a wealth of knowledge and, and helping me see things from a different, a different perspective. Oh, thank you, Crystal. Fun fact, and I just thought about it when you said that. <laughs> um, some of the pictures that I use on my social media to like give people a view of like I didn't just start this work; I've been doing it for the last ten years. Yes, our pictures from when we went to the Workforce Development Conference. Oh yeah, um, received those awards. And I always say, like, in my personal life, I'm a huge introvert. But when it comes to my professional life, I'm an extrovert because I'm so passionate about the work. <laughs> but I remember Crystal saying, Marthea, um, I want to take a picture of you with your awards. Come meet me out here. And I was like, I don't want to take a picture. I just want to go back to my room. Like, I have been <laughs> on stage and I, uh -huh. I'm good. And she was like, Marthea, I need the picture. And so... <laughs> I'm so glad that you pulled me out of my comfort zone oh, wow. and put those pictures of me because I use them to this day. And so oh, wow. <laughs> that just lends to a larger, that lends to another podcast episode that I released yes. a few weeks ago about champions in your career yes. and how a lot of the people that I work with on the front lines in my career counseling days really helped me shape into the professional that I am today. So thank you, Crystal. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> I love hearing that. And, and it's so funny. It's like how things, I love when things work out and they come back around because 
you know, coming from, okay, being in human resources, having a career, you know, doing other people's resume, you know, it takes like, no, you need help. You need that same career coach, you know, that you feel like it's easier to be for other people. And so you were just like, just such a great fit for that and, and where I was. So thank you so much for letting me know that. Yes. I'm every time I look at a picture, I think about that day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk about, okay, you signed up, mm -hmm. paid your money um, mm -hmm. to join the accelerator. What was your journey once the live career coaching call started? What was your journey inside of micro to macro? What did that look like? You know, if I had to simplify the experience to one word, it was really about like being really introspective, self-aware, and um, I value, I don't I, until you take the course, you don't, you think you know how to research, um, wait till Marthy shows you how to do research um, of a job. But um, I think that I would definitely say that was my overall experience of just saying like, oh, kind of coming into that awareness, oh, I can transition, I can do it. Let me take myself out of the box um, of what I can do, um, the encouragement, uh, going through the resume work through and, and really thinking about all these other things that aren't on the job description that you don't put on your resume. I don't want to give too much out, but <laughs> you just, you realize like, oh, wow, there's so much that I, that I need to learn. Um, to, to put out and to advertise about my skills. So that's what I would say, like my emotions was just the self-awareness, having to, to do it with intention. Like that, if that's a key word too, is just the big difference that I noticed before and after the, pro before and after the program, like I was intentional. I was no longer just, okay, you, you're not gonna get just another HR role. No, 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 no. Like even if you land up in human resources or something else, it's going to be tied to the mission that I created while I was in that program. I love it. I love it. Um, because that is like a running theme. And what I hear mm -hmm. um, alums say is like, I'm going to be very intentional. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's confirmation that my messaging and the curriculum design is really um, stressing the importance of strategic career planning and making certain that we are applying for jobs and getting jobs that really align with our mission and our values and what our long-term career goals are. And um, I always want to jump on the soapbox about like, we're not applying just for any job that floats by on the screen. And Crystal has sat through many of those because yes. like, it's it's tempting to go back when you're in the program and you you may want a job I was um in between one contract and and transitioning to another at the time um when I had joined your program so my my other contract had just ended so it was tempting I think that was I was so grateful to to have access because that was a messaging like you're not just going to take it because you know you can do it you've done it before and it's like no what what do you want to do? Yeah. What, you're going to be on this um, trajectory, whether you get your dream job or the the job that is leading you to that next step. It's going to still be intentional. Yes, because it is so easy, right? To mm -hmm. like go back into what is familiar and comfortable. It's not that you're 
current job was easy or the roles that you had in the past, but it was just what it was the norm. It was what you were used to. And it's mm-hmm. so hard at times in many area of, areas of our life, especially your career to unlearn the, you know, what has always been the way. And so I always talk about that with people who are thinking about coming into the program. Like you have to be ready to unlearn a lot of what you've learned about job searching, career planning, all of the things, career design. And it's really shifting your lens to a more macro, um, a real, a really macro focus in your career and in your work, right? What is the larger goal? And let's stay focused on that. So thank you for sharing that about being intentional. Um, that is a key word that we need to take away. Um, what were your challenges uh, inside of micro to macro? Once you were in the program, we started the coaching sessions. Were there any places where you got stuck? Um, I would say, um, you know, there, there's a part in the program where we talk about who do you want to serve? And, you know, kind of like that people group you're called to and realizing that, you know, I really hadn't focused on that, kind of sitting with it and simmering on it and, and seeing like, who's actually, like, I say that I care about this, but I haven't really been focused on how do I serve this population? Um, you know, how do, how do I get connected? And so I kind of sat with that. I, I don't know if it would be a challenge or something that I had to, to sit with. I would say another thing that, that challenges to, to really, um, that I had to overcome was really just looking for looking for jobs in the standard way um because you kind of you because you're in the you're in the um thick of it and you kind of used to doing it like oh i've been in human resources look up no and it's like you wanted but it's like no how do we actually scour for it how do we look through who's being you know awarded certain things like how do you how are you identifying who's serving your population and i think just kind of coming out of that took a little, took a little time. Yeah. So that's a major, that's a great point that you just brought up because many um, social workers, people that I work with struggle with identifying their populations and issues, which is for those who listening are listening, that's one part of the framework that I teach inside of the accelerator about how to design your career is you need to identify or you should identify your population and issue that you want to focus on because it really fuels your work when you're out there doing large scale change making work where you're challenging the status quo and you're not always in a room you're not really ever in a room with other people who are in the same um who have the same perspective of we can really change the system and so Many social workers struggle with identifying their populations and issues. And I always like to give an example of how important it is to know what it is, what group you want to work for. Um, Because, for example, I was in my MSW degree program and I heard someone say, like, a social worker should never say who they wouldn't work with. And I didn't agree with it then and I don't agree with it now. And I really didn't agree with it back then because that was in my workforce development career counseling days. And that's that's the same like approach where you say, I'll work any job. And then I said, give you a job title. It's like, would you work as a um, 
you know, a, a person that goes out and cleans the parks and then the people are like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, you just said you will work any job, right? Right. Or another example is in your frontline work. Have you ever worked with a a case manager who or social worker who was really mean to the clients or the participants? And it's like, okay, clearly you hate your job. Why are you even here? So it's very important to know about what population or issue you want to focus on because um, it eliminate it it creates more opportunities for you to be satisfied in your job. And so that's important because almost 50% of social workers, and this is a fact for those listening, almost 50% of social workers struggle with finding a satisfactory position. And that's MSW degree social workers, according to research that was done by the CSWE in 2018. So inside of the accelerator do help you get clear on that. And so, um, and what that looks like is not a one-time conversation. Like Crystal said, it may be a series of multiple conversations. It also it requires you to really sit down and deep thought about who do you really want to serve and why. And so Crystal, do you mind talking about like, any breakthroughs that you had inside of the accelerator or the moment or moments, things like turned around for you around like the intentionality you can take in designing your career? Mm -hmm. I would I would definitely say um, one of my breakthroughs is when I really got clear about, you know, my personal mission um, and what I want to do in the the macro space, which is, you know, I really want to help um, marginalized communities, people that have been historically underserved. I want to make sure that they get into STEM careers, um, STEM or STEAM. Um, I really want to see them thrive because it's a, it's huge. It's, it's so robust. There are continual opportunities. And um, one of the things that really helped me that breakthrough was when I defined the mission, then it became, you can serve this mission any which way with the skills and talents that you have. And it opened me up because now I don't have to do it through human resources. Could I do it depending on the organization? Yes, but it was like, oh, wow, I could be um, in corporate and social responsibility. I could do it through DEI work. I could, I just started, I could be community and event planning and working with, you know, being a consultant for organizations that do career development. And so it was like, oh, wow, now I can see the opportunity. Now it became clear. It didn't felt like it, it went from like, oh my gosh, where am I going to, where am I going to find it to like, oh, wow, there's a lot of opportunity. And that was a breakthrough for me. I love it. I'm trying to contain myself over here. I want to give the Zoom emoji, the Zoom cry. Oh, well, let me see. You know, I love the Zoom emoji. Although yes. I'm watching the reaction. Yes. Look at it. Look at Crystal illustrating the career exploration that she's inside of the program where she can name areas that she can do work that supports her mission. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Um, I'm, I'm, my heart is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share, um, like, so what were the final results? So clearly you got clear about what mm -hmm. opportunities existed out there for you to further your mission of getting mm -hmm. more um, 
marginalized populations into STEAM careers. What what did your final results look like? Did you land a job? What does your work look yes. like now? After <laughs> yes. So I did. I, I, I got a role within, um, it's still within human resources and talent and culture development, but I'm working for an organization that receives grants to guess what, um, help promote um, career development, workforce development in the life science industry. Um, so that um, has really been amazing. Um, the opportunities I've been able to, to sit on um, career committees and, and speak and towards that and, and um, just meet a, a variety of people who want to do that, that are working towards that mission. Love it, I love it. So. When Crystal landed her job, I was like, this is huge. Like, I think I can say <laughs> the industry is yeah. like under biotech. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is huge. I'm, I'm <laughs> out this for the, like, so I get, I think I get more excited than my coaching clients when they leave. <laughs> I know I do. It's almost like, you know, being... Is I don't I can't explain it, but it's you, your win is my win because yes. now there is another person who is mission driven in a space where they can really lead change and be the voice that needs to be in those rooms to shed light on the importance of creating more opportunities for the population and the issues that they're really passionate about. So I'm so excited about that. Um, Crystal, are there any tips or final thoughts like you that you want to share with those listening and just like a little content like context? Many of the social workers that are listening, like, and I'm just going to rattle off some of the things I've heard lately. One person I met with and she was like, I don't understand why I should invest in like a career coach. And she was really seeing that more from the standpoint of never, ever knowing anyone who has done that. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I've heard from social workers on the fence about joining the accelerator is around like their belief in their ability to engage in large scale work. So mm -hmm. confidence is a big issue for many social workers. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you have like any final thoughts around that to help them, you know, maybe yeah, yeah, shift their thinking around that. Yeah. So um if one, you can't always calculate the return on investment for the, you know, the emotional and the spiritual aspects of doing what you love doing. Um, that is a big, a, a big shift. Um, it's just like, wow, like being in a field where, wow, I, I love um, helping um, towards this and working towards this mission. Um, that was a big shift. So it's worth the investment just on that alone. But if, if I wanted to do the ROI, which I should have, I should have calculated it before I got here, but um, from what I was making prior to what I'm making now. Um, I mean, the course paid for itself in that in that way. Um, <clears throat> moreover, so um, so that would be a shift. I would say that um, opening you are going to get the encouragement that you need. Um, what's what happens through the process is that you're going to become more aware when when she walks you through um, your resume, when you get to that part where you're you're going through your skills, your past history, all those things, you're going to see, oh, wow, 
that was really encouraging. Um, that digging kind of that deep dive um, and seeing all your experiences, you're going to gain that confidence in order to do it. I also say be open um, to really to kind of take yourself out of that box and thinking that this is how you do it or this is how it's been done. That unlearning portion is really going to be helpful so that you can really embrace the teaching that that's provided, the coaching um, that's provided so that you can look and find. And then also to the level of clarity that you can get from this program has just really been, has been amazing. I love it. Thank you for that. I know that helps at least one person, if not more, because they, they love when I bring on people who are doing the work because it helps them see it serves as a point of reference like it can be done right this is not an elusive area of work that you never see a person so thank you for volunteering to join me on the podcast episode I know I'm going to get good feedback on this one because there are many people who are interested in blending you know, more of what they love with their current degrees and not going back to school and have to get another certification or do another training. So tell them where to follow you um, because I know they will, they will contact you. <laughs> oh, awesome. I definitely will. Oh, one last tip when I'm, when I'm thinking about it. Um, if you're on the fence or, or just thinking about it, if you want to transform communities or you want to transform systematic issues on a larger level, Regardless of your background, go ahead and make the investment. It doesn't matter what your background is. If you truly want to be that change maker, this is worth the investment. Thank you. And um, you can find me, I'm Crystal Alexander, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Feel free to send me a direct message. I'd love to connect with you and, and get to know more or even answer any questions that you have about the program. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so Crystal said it beautifully. If you are interested in transform transforming communities and doing change making work, micro to macro is for you. Um, click the link in my show notes below this episode to join my next live workshop, How to Land a Macro Social Work Job. It's an opportunity for you to come and experience what a career coaching session is like with me. Um, I, I teach you the basics about what macro work is. Um, I share with you other success stories of people who have come through the program and transformed their careers. I also even take you through the framework of micro to macro. It's the same framework that Crystal has been referring to throughout this um, episode. And then I give you a personal opportunity to join me inside of the accelerator um, for that more intensive career coaching support. So if that sounds interesting to you, click the link purchase a ticket to attend my next live workshop. And thank you again, Crystal. I know you are a very busy human being <laughs> um, and you are you just multi-talented. So thank you again for taking out time in your day to join me on this episode. Um, this is Marthy of Hits. Have a wonderful day and happy macro career planning. Bye. <laughs>